Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. My God, that's terrible. Are you strangling a cat, Paddy? No, I'm actually trying to make one of those ads where they get people's attention by using the sound of some really unusual noise. Well, that makes more sense. I'm learning the Ghanaian bamboo flute. I think it'll get everyone's attention. Could you not just tell them about the really good sign-up offer for listeners of the Football Ramble? You know, the one where you open a Paddy Power account, bet a tenner and get a free 20 quid bet, no strings. We all know the answer to that one. Go to paddybarrett.com forward slash ramble. Sweet dreams are made of this, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and I've got Luke with me. All right. Jim. Hello. But not Pete. He's gone to Tokyo. He mm. has. We all know why. Why? Gadgets. And? Uh, other things. Yeah, Come on. I can't say. Well, I got the treatment when I was in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> we prefer Pete. Yeah. Nonsense. He's gone there to be cruel to animals. Yeah. Now, <laughs> um, <laughs> presumably. Uh, oh, what have we got here? Roy Hodgson said he agonised over whether to play Andros Townsend in England's important match with Montenegro last Friday, but the gamble paid off, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but can you recall any gambles from the footballing arena, Luke? Um, I will go and open proceedings with a gamble that didn't pay off. Yes. And I'll take you back uh-huh. to six or seven months after the genesis of the Football Ramble. Ooh. The 21st of November 2007. Yes. England 2, mm-hmm. Croatia 3. <laughs> mm. It was a gamble for many reasons. One, because we switched to a 3-5-2, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. This was when Venables was with... Uh... Venables was in his ear, in McLaren's ear the whole time. <laughs> you see what you're saying, Steve, but have you thought about this? This was a way to Croatia. Mm. This it was one... Oh, no, no, this no, was... it was at Wembley, mate. No, oh, yeah. no, 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 that wasn't a 3-5-2. That was a way to Croatia. Oh, OK, right. Anyway, that's not the gamble I was going to say yeah, anyway. Okay. I was just setting the scene yes. um, with a factual error, as is, my, as is the custom. <laughs> um, I'll read you through the line-up. The big, one of the biggest gambles was, um, was Scott Carson in goal. Yeah, of course. Let's, let's, not, let's not have any doubt about that no, no, in no. replace of Paul Robertson. We had Michael Richards, Sol Campbell... Mm-hmm. Big soul. Joel did the, the, the never-ending slide tackle in he that did. game. <laughs> yes. Johnny and Les got Wayne Bridge, Sean Wright Phillips, Stephen Gerrard, Gareth Barry, Frank Lampard, Joe Cole and Peter Crouch. And David Beckham came on for his 99th cap. It wasn't his 100th, I think it was his 99th. Think, yeah, you might be but right, the though. big gamble was the umbrella. <laughs> wasn't it? Popping that umbrella out thinking, do you know what? If we win this game, I could look like a really dapper, cosmopolitan footballing genius. If I lose it, I may well be termed the Wally with the Brolly, and we all know what happened. Yeah, but but also he might have been at home or you know in his hotel room saying, oh, "Do I need an umbrella? <laughs> Is it going to rain?" I'm well, not... You know, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it just in case. I'll gamble. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you could argue it's also a gamble that paid off. He kept dry, but you've got both <laughs> options, so it's fine. He kept dry, but he lost his job, and what you're saying is he'll, t- he'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> he hates being wet. He does. It's not good after midnight. No, uh, not, with that, not with that hair island. <laughs> no. He does have a bit of a hair yeah. island. Um, I actually heard a little something about uh, the Wally with the Broly story that uh, he always did half-time interviews with the BBC. I think it was the BBC. Right. Which is a strange one for a manager. Yeah. Sometimes and, do it in like cup competitions and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Like low and, level. And, and his... Uh, he uh, had, even then he had one eye, eye on a media career. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this isn't going to last. <laughs> yeah. And what happened was, what they would do is they'd sometimes give him... They'd put the tie mic on him because it was such a quick change around at half-time that he would literally... To, to uh, save messing around, getting the wires up his shirt and all that yeah. kind of stuff, put the tie mic on. And I think that they only had a couple or a three or something like that and one of them was, wasn't working one of them was but they only had one and they said if he gets water on it you're in trouble yeah we're in trouble we're yeah. Buggered to- yeah. and, and I think that- I'm not sure that could just be a rumour that could just be somebody trying to invent that to save McLaren a bit of credit Yeah, but perhaps then, if there is truth in that that's the reason why he had the brolly up okay right it still looked ridiculous yeah but, uh, it was ludicrous your own when else up. do you ever make see him- that I don't think it was a was it, I can't. put a jacket on no. as a man who walks through the streets of London at a, at a certain height the amount of times they almost get knocked out or hit in the eye by an umbrella because uh, they've got spikes on the end of them yeah, for some almost, reason it's less a sort of water <laughs> Proof device and more sort of a symbol of middle class oppression, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so class going, warrior Luke Moore. Yeah, I'm going yeah. for I'm going for McLaren's umbrella. McLaren's umbrella. Jim, I am going to go for the time that uh, Glenn Johnson <laughs> and uh, Millwall striker uh, Ben May gambled on not getting caught stealing a toilet seat oh, yeah. from, uh, from a home base. Or whatever <laughs> it was. It was at Portsmouth. So yeah, it was <laughs> pleasing. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> Must be a real highlight. You, uh, it you, was back in the glory days, wasn't it, really? Well, yeah, you put that in inverted commas then for the people who can't see you. That's yeah. the glory <laughs> days. Have you been reading up the book? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing was about it was it was he didn't actually just, it wasn't actually just a straight theft. What he did was, this makes it worse in a yeah. way because you could argue that if he was just thieving something, it'd be for a bit of a buzz and a bit of a kleptomaniac vibe. He actually found the label from a cheaper toilet seat yeah. and put that on Hid the toilet seat he wanted. It. Yeah. And when they were caught, apparently they were both just in stitches. Just, just cracking up. Not even slightly sorry. Because crime is funny. Yeah, is that's funny. what we've learned from that. Crime pays mm. oh, if you're already rich. I didn't realise he, t- he 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 switched the label. Did the old switch a room? We've all done it. <laughs> um, uh, macro in Edinburgh certainly didn't weren't privy to that one. No. Um, uh, <laughs> macro. <laughs> there might be a few listeners who know what I mean there, okay. um, and God bless them. Uh, I thought it was maybe a case of where do, where do you where do you buy sort of your toilet seats? You know, just go to home base, help yourself. <laughs> That's yeah. what we do. <laughs> yeah, the player that, liaison agent was <laughs> rubbish. Was that a, was that a gamble though? Because the thing is, it, it's, the, if it is, it's the worst gamble ever. Yeah, well, stealing anything's a gamble. It's but at least so. if, you, if you stole like a car, you've got a car. Yeah. It's quite a good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably Glenn Johnson has a toilet seat. Maybe yeah. he didn't. Mm. Who knows? That's Hijinks may have been involved. But we don't like theft on the football ramble. No, depending. Um, uh, but what have I gone for? I got, I got two answers. I was um, I, when Svenigans gambled to take Theo Walcott to the World Cup. I mean, it worked. Didn't play him. Two thousand six. Undermined his confidence. And it's made him a better player. (laughs) (laughs) Or I was going to say, when Kevin Keegan and the England players were gambling after the 2-0 win against Scotland in the Euro 2000 playoff. Job's done. Yeah. Job's done. What's the plan now? Do what you want. (laughs) Do what you want. Are we playing on Wednesday against the Scots? Yeah, yeah, we'll just turn up. It's a foregone conclusion. (laughs) 
One you nil. probably did get through. Oh, oh. Yeah. only to have blimey, I can remember that because I couldn't really, I didn't really feel like I could celebrate us qualifying for a major tournament. I know. Because you lost one nil at home to to Scotland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, good one. Yeah. After about two minutes, I remember thinking, oh no, <laughs> this, could, this could be the worst night Is in Keegan England. even here? <laughs> I'll, st- I'll sit this one out, lads. This beer's going down lovely in the bar at the hotel. I'll stay here. <laughs> Let me know if you need me. Like Chris, uh, like Chris Coleman forgot his passport. It's not a problem. <laughs> Who's got the points? Um, I do, with the Kevin Keegan answer, surely. I think an, an honourable mention has got to go to Stuart Pearce as well when he took he put David James up front in a really crucial <laughs> game. Weren't City, didn't they need like a point to get into the then UEFA Cup? So he put the big man up front. He was clearly planning it because he'd had a shirt made yeah. with the number one on the back and it yeah. just it was just a stupid idea that yeah. didn't work. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and uh, when Jose Mourinho put Robert Hooth up front for Chelsea. Yeah. Well, at least was... he's an outfield player. But it was yeah. an act of desperation. If Stuart Pearce's if Stuart Pearce's was indeed termed a gamble, it was like a million to one game. Yeah, that's true. It, it was a real attempt to appear innovative, wasn't it? When because... it just it just felt like you got good at FIFA and were bored of, bored of it now yeah. so you're just trying to make things difficult for yourself if the rationale was that no one would know much about what he would be like up front so it would be like a real Springer surprise just get someone from the crowd yeah. just get someone that no one's ever heard put of put yourself on put a striker on the bench yeah oh, they had a striker on the bench didn't they have Jonathan Mackin on the bench that, yeah that's right yeah. bring him on oh. cheers gaffer yeah. 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 I'll confident. see you never yeah. I have to say that um, I, I mentioned Robert Hooth there a friend of mine was at uh, Fulham versus Stoke recently and someone from the crowd uh, Robert Hooth did something and he went Robert Hooth <laughs> Robert Booth doesn't make any and sense what does that like, even mean sorry yeah. Yeah. so there we are let's move on to international football I love international week we all do everyone canes it and I really like it do, do you think it's mainly in England they, they do that I think people find that because the Premier League is such a well marketed product mm-hmm. and everyone's really in love with it for a number of different reasons I think people just think, oh, do we have to stop? I think it's the. Dis- do we have to support England? No, but it's the. Di- it is the disappointment. You watch. I mean, if England do, obviously, time of recording, Tuesday night's games hasn't happened. But if, but if England get a, a, another great win, a great win, another good win, um, another win, I'll, uh, I'll have a win. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if England, if if England do a good job against Poland, and then there's a little bit of momentum going into the World Cup, suddenly everyone will come out of the woodwork. Of course. Oh, yeah. I time. mean, it's already feeling exciting with certain teams definitely qualified. It's starting to shape up the line of, of what the World Cup will be. Yeah, and, and England, yeah, four-one against Montenegro, and Andros Townsend came in and, and mm. had a wonderful debut. He did. Yeah, excellent. I thought that um, he played really, and it's been said before already, but he, he played without fear, and, and, and that is in many ways in a t- against a team like Montenegro, who are <laughs> tough to, to to break down. They're not a team that England have beaten before. Like, obviously a young international team, but they've not been beaten by England before. Um, it's just what we needed. I mean, you just get the ball at his feet, load of confidence, just run at him. But do, run you, him. do you not think, you know, England have had a few players like that, or still do, Walcott, uh, a little bit further on, Wright Phillips and then Lennon, Lennon um, mm. uh, one or two others I can't quite think. But Townsend, the difference between Walcott and Townsend, say, to do a. Sinton. Is, uh, Andy <laughs> S- Rule Fox. Froggart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ripley. Guppy. Guppy. <laughs> There's the left sided problem solved. Yeah, yeah. Um, Townsend, when he doesn't, he's not just a. Um, a speed merchant. He no. actually, when he goes forward, you can tell that he's got a nice bit of technique and he's actually thinking inside, outside, where yeah, am I going to put It's a nice idea this? from Hodgson because, because he knows that, um, he knew that the guy playing left back, I forget his name, wasn't the quickest. Mm. And he knew Carl Walker could bomb on. He, he gives that left back a decision to make. And, and if the, def- if the, if the fullback goes and, and tracks out wide, 
Townsend can just cut inside, which is actually what he did for his goal. If he stays with Townsend, Walker can just overlap and they can bang crosses in. So it was it was because Walker's so athletic and Townsend's pretty dynamic as well. Yeah. It, it, it did. Um, it did work, and, and I think the, the most surprising thing was I've seen Townsend play a few times for Spurs this season. He can't hit a barn door. He mm. cannot hit a barn door. <laughs> and then he, he, he strikes one from about 20-odd yards for, for England, not in off the post. You couldn't have placed it better with your yeah, hand. It's beautiful. It was a beautiful strike. You know? yeah. But if you compare him to someone like Walcott, Walcott, like we say, just seems to just rely on his pace. Completely. Yeah, Townsend's much more technically uh, adept than, than Walcott. But do you think view. sometimes if it's Walcott and, and Walker down that right side, it's, it's almost like it's too much pace. Bit one dimensional, maybe. In a weird yeah. sense. Yeah. In defensive Walcott, he does no, have his not, moments. He does um, know. He is, I think, a little more technically accomplished than he's uh, given credit for, but he just has these this consistency issue where sometimes, you know, it's just like his legs are made of jelly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think that's probably fair. It's interesting how Townsend, you could argue that Townsend wouldn't. I mean, he's had a great start to the season. This has really been, I mean, the QPR alone last year, but I mean, this is the breakthrough season at his parent club. Mm. Spent a lot of time alone, lots of different places. Um, but arguably, he wouldn't be in Villas-Boas' first choice eleven. No. So it's always a strange situation where we're getting into a uh, era of English football now, where we are seeing England players playing that aren't first choice for their club. And so, it, in a way, it's a bit of a worrying. Sort well, Tom of, Cleverley's had enough caps. Indeed, and he, he he won't be. He's not first choice for United now. You know, so. Yes, it's interesting. I thought it was a good win. I thought that um, it wasn't perfect. I mean, England, the, the, floor, the scoreline probably flattened England a little bit. Uh, they left the back door open a couple of times. And Jovetic hit the crossbar with a nice, yeah. nice strike. I mean, if Jovetic was fully fit, I mean, I think he might have had well, a good And wasn't playing. Indeed. And obviously the goal was was um, was well taken as well. Um, the own goal for Montenegro was comedy. It was nice. So well placed. Mm. I was pleased Sturridge scored. Because yeah, I thought, Sturridge, I thought Sturridge looked he was, pretty he, good. He's in such good form at the moment. Yeah. They found it very difficult to handle him, didn't mm. they? So it would be interesting to see if Rooney and Sturridge can form a, form a good partnership. Because although Rooney and Suarez aren't completely similar, there are definite similarities in the way they just bully, bully defenders and yeah. harry them. And you know, if, if, if they can link up in the same way, it'd be great for England to have an actual definite first-choice strike pairing. Because it's been a while since that, you know, that section of the team has picked itself. What I liked about the front four was that they all seemed very fluid. Yeah. They all seemed, I mean, it's, Montenegro aren't the greatest team in the world, but, and so they may not have as much joy against other teams, especially in big tournaments, but they were very fluid. And I think, I think right. actually, on top of that space of sort of experience with mm. Lampard and Gerrard at the back, they can move around quite nicely. And, and I don't know whether they have, like I say, the same joy in a big tournament. Um, but it was really nice to see. And Wayne Rooney is just an absolute qualification goal monster. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking up the stats. So I did a little bit of research around it. Um, he's got 23 goals in England qualifying. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. 27 competitive goals for England. Which but 23 is, of those have been in qualification. Yeah, but 27 competitive England goals was the most for any player to have played for the national team. Are you saying he bottled it at the tournaments, Luke? Well, he's is not. He, what you mean? Well, he's 2004, he didn't. He scored one goal in tournaments since 2004. Yeah, and that right. was last year against Ukraine. Well, 06, he was a bit injured. Mm. But anyway, we're saying all this, but if England stuff it up against Poland. Mm. Yeah, and they're a decent side, Poland. And, as well. and there's been much made about their 18,000 ticket allocation. Do, yeah. we, do, we, do we look into that much? I mean, there is what? 60 yeah. odd thousand England fans as well. I well, I mean, they're not going to be on the pitch. They're yeah. only going to be in the crowd. So, I mean, it's not as they can do an awful lot. Yeah, the FA's explanation is it's a safety issue because of Polish people who live in England just buying tickets to uh, that are on general sale, which is, yeah. you know, is fair enough. It makes sense. Yeah, you, I agree. You, you're going to have a, a mixture. Because they were given uh, an extra 10,000, I should say. If they're, not, if they're not careful, I mean, Eng- I've been to Wembley lots of times watching, watching England play. And, and if 
if they're not careful, the, the the atmosphere can actually turn quite toxic. It, mm. it can they can get on the back of the players, and if they and if if England have a slow start or maybe even go a goal behind, then you've got eighteen thousand Polish fans making a lot of noise, and then the England fans not really doing their bit. It could become a bit of a difficult. Well, night I, for I think actually when I went to see England Scotland, the Scotland fans were obviously in very good voice throughout, mm. and actually I think that prompted the England fans to come to life a little yeah. bit. So maybe well, I that think, way, you yeah. know that. England need that. So often we've seen qualifying games, even really important ones that have been really drab. And as you say, the atmosphere flags really quickly. So even if it's the opposition fans that have to G up the England fans That's to keep the atmosphere thing, yeah. up, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, if, I mean, it, see what happens really tomorrow night. Annoyingly, we don't know. So uh, England could have a disaster and go into the playoffs or they could um, march on to uh, Brazil. If they are uh, in the, the playoffs, they will um, be joined by Croatia, Sweden, Portugal. Portugal and very most likely France mm. uh, and and there's a number of other teams Denmark for example and whatnot who will be finding out whether they'll be in the playoffs after Tuesday so it's quite a strong lineup in in the playoffs but the teams that are through are Belgium Italy Germany uh, the Netherlands Switzerland Russia and Spain are all but through this is from Europe of course I mean it's, you know not too many surprises there but interestingly enough if you are uh, wondering who the seeded teams for the tournament in Brazil will be it will be most likely Spain, Argentina, Germany, Italy, Colombia, Belgium, Uruguay, if they get there, come on to that in a bit, Brazil, and if not Uruguay, then probably the Netherlands. So if England do qualify, they won't be, chances are, a seeded side. They won't be. And and, and looking through that list of, of eight teams... Every, nor should they be. Yeah, every single yeah. one of them is... is <laughs> pretty much considerably better than England. So it's going to be a tough... What will happen is it'll make, it'll make it very tough because they could qualify... Mm. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but we, they could qualify in second place in their group, which means they'll need to play one of these teams because mm. they'll, they'll win their groups probably. So, But then again, you never know, do you? I mean, we've seen teams... I mean, we saw Italy mm. go out in World Cup 2010 yeah. with stinking the place out, so you, you never know. You can't, <laughs> you can't fear anything at the World Cup. It's the World Cup. You've got to go there and play decent sides. Of course. Yeah, whatever. Of course. Not even, not even Lukaku. No. Because <laughs> I'd fear him. Oh, uh, he was magnificent. Did you see Belgium. him pounding that Croatian defence? I just thought to just... myself, big Jags and Cahill. <laughs> <laughs> he bullied that ball in, didn't Indeed. he? From an opposition corner he for looked, the second goal. He just looked brilliant. And Belgium. I mean, we, talk, well, we talked about the Belgians, as of many people. They, they're overrated now. They've, they've literally <laughs> become overrated. Yeah, yeah, just, There's so much pressure It's almost a shame now. for them. They've come... Um, from not qualifying for a, a few tournaments for a few mm. years and then suddenly everyone's like well we expect at least semi-finals yeah, I, like, well, I, can, yeah. I can already hear people who only watch football when the major tournaments are on trying to sound like they know what they mean so well, you know I, actually I think that Belgium are probably my dark horse yeah listing I mean? only, only listing the Belgian players that play yeah. in the Premier League yeah I, I, but Belgium are fifth favourites for the World Cup. That's crazy. That's all you need to say to say they're overrated. I mean, obviously they're a good team. The reason why they shouldn't be is because they haven't played in a tournament. None of yeah, those players. Of mm. Maybe Okay, maybe there's one or two I don't know, but the, the core of that side have mm. not played in I mean, a they, tournament. They, to be fair to them, a lot of them have experience of, um, you know, of Champions League football and whatnot, but... It depends what you. It, it depends what you sort of class. It's, inside, it's not outside I mean, Europe. It's not even necessarily that helpful though to take just tournament football apart. I mean, if you take the qualification process for this this time round, mm. I mean they're competitive games. Now Belgium are in a group with Croatia and Serbia, good teams. Um, Scotland and Wales. Well, Scotland and Macedonia. So. Mm. It's not the strongest group, but it's not the weakest in it. No, and they've not lost a goal. They've not lost a game, and they've conceded mm. three goals the whole time. So yeah. they are in good form. They've got a good team. Does it necessarily they have even a good matter? squad as well? I think is a yeah, but we saw well. Serbia though do this in. But my, my point, my point was though, does it actually matter? That they've not really done an awful lot in tournaments themselves well, for a while. Yeah, well, I think we'll find out. But I, the reason why I wouldn't put them as as fifth favourites 
is because you're basing it on on one qualifying campaign. Mm. You're not basing it on much else, really. The great, the great thing about Belgium is I think I'm right in saying they've won every away game in this qualification process. Wow. So on the road, they're very effective. That is like most them in good stead. The fact that it's in Brazil means they're obviously not going to win it, but the fact that they travel so well and they've got such a cosmopolitan group of players who play all over the place will, will really stand them in good stead mm. as well and and the fact that Lukaku isn't leading the line for Chelsea is mad oh my yeah. god! I mean did they have the option to recall his loan Not in sure. January Not because sure. they will surely be doing that Roberto Martinez is thinking is rapidly checking the contract yeah. <laughs> tip X now <laughs> but yeah. it just goes to show at Stamford Bridge so impatient yeah, he had a great season at West Brom. Put him in there. No, he's still not quite a world beater yet. He's not going to be worth thirty million. But do you not think, maybe, possibly looking at it another way, Lukaku, for all we know, could have been massively kicking off, saying he wants to play. And if Mourinho doesn't necessarily think he's ready or want to play him, I think Lukaku himself has intimated that he, he had words with Mourinho there to you that go. effect. So, so is it not more effective for Mourinho to put him out on loan for another year yeah. rather than lose him permanently? Is Absolutely. Mourinho that stubborn? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ike Casillas still thinks so. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, well, yeah, Belgium uh, go through. Uh, in Group B, uh, Denmark drew two all with Italy. Uh, Osvaldo scored a lovely oh, one. beautiful. Two what touches. A first just, touch. Yeah, just completely took the defender out and then curled it around the, the goalkeeper. Beautiful first touch, Yeah, wasn't just it? beautiful. Belgium really needed a win to put themselves in Denmark you mean sorry yeah. uh, stop thinking about Belgium what oh, do you think about all day long yeah, they're just, overrated mate <laughs> I think they're going to win the World Cup <laughs> um, uh, Betna scored a double yeah he for, did for same goal twice effectively he really was he, he couldn't believe it could he 24 <laughs> in 56 internationals I think he's got a good record for Denmark he's a very good record he, he always seems to be quite good when I see him play for Denmark scored at the Euros those two headers he scored were David Platt-esque yeah. Yeah. Were. Question, question marks over Gigi Buffon though no not with Betna as a concern no fair enough <laughs> Betna's a force of nature Nobody, nobody's saying that. No. <laughs> saving, saving that, rather, yeah. as a, a fat man once said. Uh, Aquilani got the equaliser in injury time. Mm. That just hit his shin and went in, didn't it? Yeah. It was. I mean, you could see actually Bentner's face on the bench was just a picture of gut meant. See, it was just, <laughs> see what you happen when you take me off. Yeah, yeah that's what he was. Thinking. It's, it's a shame for Denmark because I quite like them, and it would have been nice to see Ericsson and Bentner uh, mm. at a World Cup. But then, um, We've but got a very slim chance. Bulgaria, Armenia, Czech Republic. I mean, it could all go through. So that would be interesting too. The thing is, you've got to remember that um, Denmark are jo- joint on thirteen points with Bulgaria. So there's a chance they won't uh, even get into the playoffs. And they yeah. lost 4-0 at home to Armenia, Denmark. Now, Armenia are an up-and-coming side. got some good players. We Did know they that. Really? They lost 4-0 at home to them in the mm. qualifying. And that'll be what will essentially do them. Again, we shall see. Mm. We shall see. In Group C, uh, we know the Germans are, are through. They beat Ireland uh, 3-0. No, but there's an option. Scherler's got an absolute beauty Did in that think? game. Yeah. It was a nice little that was a real st- that, was, that was a real stop hitting yourself game. That yeah. like, Germany weren't even trying. It was Ozil playing up front. He scored. He played. I think he played in a sort of false nine type it position. Is. Yeah, Pep Guardiola. I noticed um, style really infiltrating the Germans' play. Yeah, indeed. I, I noticed um, when I went to the Arsenal Napoli game the other week that Ozil never looks at the ball when he passes it or shoots already ever. He knows but where it's going. It's it's really interesting. You know, people talk about Ronaldinho used to sort of do hidden passes quite a lot, yeah. where he'd be looking one way and do it uh, and pass the other. But Ozil just does it. Like, it seems like every time he touches the ball, maybe he he's it got again such with good vision with those eyes. He Indeed. can actually see. Yeah. I, saw, um, need to. I saw like a viral video of um, them. Uh, it might have been like a Nike thing or a FIFA thing where they got um, a load of professionals to do blindfold keepy ups. And they can do like five or six. Ronaldinho did about 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was actually ridiculous. But um, if you put a positive spin on it for Ireland, they, they, it's progress. It was only three. Because they lost 6-1 <laughs> on the other game. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Germany beating four. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, uh, it's no disgrace. Uh, an odd story that came out of Germany recently was the news that Lothar Matthias um, had to come out and tell people he was still alive. <laughs> Strange wow. one. World Cup winner. Um, apparently the authorities tried to contact him regarding uh, alimony uh, to his ex-wife uh, but failed so a stamp on a court letter had uh, labelled Matthias what, you can't deceased. get hold of him so he's labelled dead yeah How that, that's a, a huge assumption it's massively un- uncharacteristic can you lack Mateus? of organisation can, can, can you ring Matthias yeah. yeah he's not picked up he always, he always picks up he's dead oh god he's <laughs> dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not even answer phone. I find it sad that Lothar Matthias's life, personal life, is open to such sort of uh, criticism and sort of voyeurism because he's got 150 caps for Germany. Outrageous. And it's not even like he's... Outrageous. Some, when you hear someone's got 150 international caps, it's normally some sort of talismanic player for yeah. like a, a, not a bit of a backwater nation. Yep. Mm. Germany and West Germany. Yeah. 150 Incredible. caps. It, in like an era where they won the World Cup and were in two World Cup finals before that. You yeah. Know, and it, it, when they were as good as they've been. Yeah. Incredible. Indeed. Stuff. I've had enough of this box to box business. I'm going to play sweeping out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like the quote. I will very much remain alive. <laughs> he said, This is outrageous. Everyone can see that I am alive, whether on TV or on the pitch. <laughs> Mateus dies when Mateus says. If, if Mateus did die, he would probably still be quite good at football. Yeah. That's how good he is. Yeah. He could still probably do a job mm. as, as a dead man. He's one of the It'd be like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> it would be. You just prop him up. <laughs> it would. You just yeah. you get murder like, sacker running yeah. around yeah, with him. You get a player that needs a bit of guidance on the pitch and you just <laughs> strap Matthias' corpse to him and it will improve that player. Lothar Matthias has got so much muscle memory for being so good at football. <laughs> yeah. He could still get through like a 90-minute game if it was an just, important yeah, game. Yeah, just from, just from escaping gas. <laughs> it's not the equivalent of having an injection. <laughs> it is. Would, yeah. he count, was that, would that count as two players if he was the corpse no. I doubt it <laughs> even if it I mean, did we, uh, check the rules even if I it don't did. know if FIFA thought of this we're playing a back three why you'll see <laughs> um, yeah. don't worry about you it you can't be playing him on side he's dead <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, elsewhere in Group C Sweden beat Austria 2-1 late Ibrahimovic goal secured a player spot for the Swedes yes and um, uh, Anatovic was sent off wasn't he he was yeah, yeah. it's quite unfairly but yeah uh, good I didn't see the sending off was it unfair it, it, it was a headbutt that wasn't a headbutt right. but the opposition player pretended it was a headbutt the referee thought it was a headbutt so he sent him off for a right. headbutt which wasn't really a headbutt um, Cheers, mate. butt out Jim Boy, the short answer yes it was unfair <laughs> um, I did quite like this one in the group the Faroe Islands got their first point of the campaign probably a little too late there but um, at home to Kazakhstan they, their goal is an absolute beauty though yeah, do uh, look that up 25 yard outside of the uh, the right boot nice. and both teams played a 4-1-4-1 come on hey, wow big... just because you're never going to qualify for anything doesn't mean you can't still have fun hey Big Peppy G. That's the that's the message, isn't it? Just uh, people were playing four one four one in strike systems before Pep Guardiola. I'm aware of that pedants. Now, yeah. um, uh, uh, Hungary uh, lost spectacularly to, to the. Oh, that was one. magnificent. The talk, talking about own goals. Hungary can still so qualify. Was... <laughs> I know. Not rubbish. I don't think they will. They might not have by the time this comes out, or you're listening. Um, but Robin van Persie breaks uh, Patrick Kluivert's Dutch scoring record. Mm. Forty one goals. Ran over to hug Kluivert, didn't he? Which I thought was taking the piss. Unfair and rat. Like Danny Blinn's involved as well in that setup. I tell you, yeah. uh, oh, it's great to see some of the Dutch boys getting involved with the coach. Hungary have actually had a decent campaign apart from against Holland, where they got beat four something. I think four one at home, yeah, and then went to, to Holland and got smashed eight mm. one. Other the, than that, they've been all right. They, the Dutch were rampant, weren't they? They're and terrifyingly good at the moment. Yeah, they really are. And in all seriousness, as well, that Van Persie just was roaming around the pitch with his kids afterwards, wasn't he? Just being clearly a lovely dad. I wish he'd stop being so nice. <laughs> during the, stop I being so nice, say, Robin. I think it's like during the game. During the game, he actually had a little picnic with his kids. That's how, <laughs> 
that's how good he was. That's how lovely he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but they they do look frighteningly good, and it's it's one of the things that's kind of got me excited about the prospect of the World Cup because you know everyone always tips the Dutch, and sometimes I don't quite turn up. <laughs> I made but, that like, mistake last. Indeed. Time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, Arjen Robben as well is is one of the best players in the world, and it's very it's very rare that he's actually given credit as that. And yeah. they've, they're all at the, dick, the yeah, exactly. They're all at the right age. <laughs> you would think. Um, you know, they've surely got an, another decent tournament in them. I mean, it's as you said said earlier, it's going to be very very difficult for any European team to win it in in Brazil. But um, I hope Holland sort of do themselves proud so we just get some entertaining football out of it because they are a magnificent side to watch as they showed in that game we had a bit a bit of an interesting sort of one in the last World Cup where they got to the final obviously but no one was really particularly happy with the football they played and stuff mm. was it and so under Van Barwick so now under Van Hal mm. they look to be playing a lot more attractive football but they've got the best goal difference in the, in the qualification but Van course, Hal's a great coach they're doing, they're doing very well and it's good to see him in charge I mean, with his big balls they would absolutely pump England I mean, oh. I started getting quite positive about England when I saw the aspects of that Montenegro performance. But then I think I'm all right and I'm positive about England unless I think about other teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. We get through our group and we're like, oh, yeah. Do you know what? I, I think if, if we do, if mm. we do, uh, yeah. you know, oh, I, I think we are better than Ukraine. We are better than Montenegro. Come on. Yeah. Spain. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's team. like they play a different sport. <laughs> I was about to say that, yeah. That's what it feels like <laughs> to me as well. Um, uh, do you remember that Van Hal getting his balls out on his Bayern coach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah. So maybe he's been doing that. Motivational technique. You can always live in hope. Yeah. If, 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 that, if that sort of motivational technique isn't broke, do not fix it. Hoop, ball mm. and hoop. Yeah. I'll say to that. Indeed. I think it was when Van Basser was in charge, if... Um, if a Dutch player misbehaved, they had to do stand-up in front of the rest of the squad, which is pretty good motivation. It's quite interesting. I don't, yeah. The Dutch seem to need this quite a lot. These <laughs> strange kind of motivational techniques. Um, would you, would you, Marcus? Would you yeah. like to, just before we move on? Would you like to see a role developed next summer for Big Martin Yol in the setup? <laughs> Not at the moment. No, I mean, just in the summer. Well, he's had the just summer off, isn't t- he? Taking care of mouthy geezers. Perhaps. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the correct answer. Well, I'd, if we were going to try and... Um, uh, uh, crowbar a Dutchman in to the, the, the squad. I'd prefer a Brian Penis shaped hole. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? If you pardon the Wouldn't expression, we all? of course. I will not pardon it. <laughs> uh, where else have we got? Uh, Switzerland, they're through. Russia's through, as I said. Oh, Switzerland is some group to be a part of, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, Switzerland, Iceland, Slovenia, Norway, Albania, and Cyprus. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. Some cold away trips, though. Iceland have got some good players, but I mean, you know, Switzerland. They've qualified at a canter. They've not lost a game. Mm. Iceland have a chance, though, which would be yeah. incredible. Told you, most overrated, over achieving, achieving no. football nation. Well, they got they're one point ahead, I think, going into the final games, and they've got um, Sigurdsson, obviously, who scored mm. in their last game, and Sig Porson, the Ajax um, striker, who looks yeah. very prolific. I've not seen much of him, but he does look like a very interesting player, quite young. Mm-hmm. They've got quite a young squad in total, but I'll tell you who's still in their squad and who started their game against Cyprus. They oh, won 2-0. Big idea, Good Johnson, mm. playing for Club Rouge. Lovely. Mm. Good on him. Lovely old job. Very um, likeable bloke, Good Johnson. I yeah. think so, yeah. Uh, so group it's easy to forget Ooh. that he had like quite a reasonably long campaign at Barcelona. Like yeah. four seasons or yeah. something. Yeah, he didn't play that much, though. Still, I mean, still almost. Yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> I do. What I do. Have you, who have you ever played for? Well, I don't have time to go through them now. <laughs> um, uh, Russia went through in Group F. Portugal in the playoffs. Cristiano Ronaldo broke Eusebio's goal record for Portugal. Portugal, are, I mean... They're going to probably be in the play. Well, they are going to be. They'll in the go through. Again. They'll go yeah, through. The last two playoffs, they've played Bosnia and beaten them, haven't they? Is that right? So they the, could get France. 
Well, I, I just think that they're they're, they're used to to um Could get to England going through playoffs. Well, I hope not. <laughs> we'll get battered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were largely awful. Like, I mean, the two, the, the yeah. reason they're not winning that group is because of the two draws against Israel. That's right. And yeah. the, the game in Tel Aviv. Well, you they, remember, was it four all? Wasn't it? No, three all, and they were three one down. And Contreras scored in the last minute to make it three all. I thought it was fours. No, it's three. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, I'm still confident um, Portugal go through because, uh, and, I, and I hope Portugal and obviously England go through because otherwise, you know, Tim Lovejoy, his usual tips for the World Cup, Messi, Ronaldo, and Rooney. We can't have, yeah. He, exactly, I mean, he'll yeah. really have to think, rethink that, won't yeah, he? So he uh, we don't want him to I do don't know, too probably, much work. I'm going to stick my neck out and sail back Belgium as underdogs. Yeah. Do you reckon? I yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> One to watch. Neymar. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Spain uh, pretty much through France. Uh, France beat Australia in a friendly 6-0 and the Aussies have sacked their coach. Yeah. yeah. He's got them to the cup. He did lose to, he did lose to Brazil 6-0 the game before that. He's got them to the World Cup though. Yeah, Apparently if you, if the you come up against the kind of opposition that you're going to face at the World Cup and then get routinely spanked then yeah. Apparently Alarm bells are probably ringing. So, okay, sorry, okay. Apparently, they weren't mucking around the Aussies. Apparently, they went straight into the dressing room, fired him in the dressing room. <laughs> wow. That's right. Yeah. You do know it was a friendly... Uh, yeah, okay, right, fine. <laughs> Pat your stuff. Giroud <laughs> and Debussy scored some brilliant goals in that game. They will do. Mm. Yeah. But France looked good again. Giroud got a couple, didn't they? They did, yeah. Mm. But, you know, they started so badly, but... <sighs> That's that's a nightmare for someone. Yeah, them being in the qualifiers. Well, France, France um, playoffs. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they look as though they're not going to be seeded, and the, fr- the fr- they're not going to qualify unless they win the playoff. Well, oh, yeah, for the, but the, fr- for the sorry for the the playoffs, they're not going to be seeded for the playoffs. Oh, that's by right. the okay, it. And yeah. France are like the reason why we're not seeded is because we play less games. Therefore, we cannot amass the same amount of points as other teams. We yeah. play two less games. Sure, this is ridiculous. But the way they, I think the way but they surely it's well the way they counteract that. Yeah, you no, know, what it is is they they discount yeah. all the games points one against the bottom team in the group. Okay. So it, it's only done on eight games, not ten. Well, I was going to so say, that when fair, I read yeah. the French uh, uh, press release, I thought, no, it can, surely it can't be as simple. I think part of it's to do with world ranking as well, and that might be why they're suffering a wee bit. Yeah, maybe. So, shall we move on to South America? Let's. We've, we've, we've left Europe, we're going to South America. A little interesting fact for you. Um, the South American World Cup fixtures are always played in the same order. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know it's that. It's fantastic, That's that, really isn't weird. it? But what happens if Brazil obviously qualifies host, so they're not involved, so how do they well, do that? Well, true, but, it, you know, obviously with Brazil not there, they've had a little bit of jiggery-pokery. But if you look, Argentina played Peru, and you, we all remember, don't we? Yes, yes we do. That wonderful evening when they beat Peru 2-1. They beat them 3-1 this time. But, yeah, it's always in the same order, I believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Argentina are in great shape. They're winning yeah. the group at a canter, aren't they? Although the best goal was a Peruvian goal in that game. Mm. But the, the the match of that uh, particular round of game was Colombia 3, Chile 3. Yeah. Um, wow. Colombia have qualified. They're there. Yeah. First time since '98. The Birdman's back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all wanted. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty much qualified anyway. Um, it would have taken a miracle not to. But uh, they came back from three 0 down. Chile looked fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Vidal and Alexis Andrews put them three 0 up. Then they went down to ten men. Um, with about 25 minutes to go, and Gutierrez got one pack, and two Falcao penalties made it yeah. three all. The really, uh, the thing I was most blown away by in that game was watching the highlights. Um, obviously, it's one of those games where the commentator goes, "Goal!" He held it, didn't he? Yeah, he really, really held it. But that obviously happens a lot, and that goal noise is sponsored. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it was something like Nivea, like an advert popped up, just going goal. With the O's just like appearing on the screen, it was absolutely incredible. Sponsoring a specific word. I mean, we complain about it over here, but that is incredible. Did it not originate because some of the um, commentary Brazilian. positions, some of the, yeah, in Brazil, some of the commentary positions weren't that clear, weren't that 
great angled. Oh, I heard it was a particular commentator. Yeah, and, and he would he would do that to find the paperwork so we could work out who scored. Yeah, I believe that, so. Yeah, I something like that. Yeah. It, was, it actually did serve a purpose to start mm. with, yeah. Yeah, how's about that? And now look yeah. at it. It's being sponsored. Mm. Thank you. But I, I didn't actually see the Colombia-Chile uh, game. I, I, I was watching the score as it was coming up. But were the foul count, the two penalties, were they were they good penalties? Or Dispatched. Were they, yeah, but were they, were they actual penalties? So there's no suspicion they were a bit dodgy. The, third, the, the second one was, it was a yeah, foul. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the third one. The, the second, uh, sorry, the first penalty. Yeah, sorry, third goal, yeah. second penalty, is what I mean. Yeah, no, I thought the, the one where the keeper brought him down, one was definitely, the other one, uh, I, I need to see again. No, I think you might be right then. It's confusing. <laughs> the, one of them seems see dubious. Okay, see right. it for yourselves, okay. ladies and gentlemen, but they're through. The reason I was thinking that is because I know it shouldn't really make any difference, but it takes some referee. Oh, it does. Yeah. To, to give an, you've given a penalty five minutes before that or whatever. Columbia were at home. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a difference okay. uh, it does um, and Chile will play Ecuador both of them uh, pretty much through because Ecuador beat Uruguay 1-0 Ecuador just need a point as do Chile Uruguay will probably go into a playoff with what are Jordan. they doing well they're going to play off with Jordan you'd, you'd fancy them to win there still mm. they're not the same so, I mean Forland's obviously a little bit older and uh, some of the squad there um, it's funny isn't it how the seedings work because we, when, when, you, when you were talking about the seeded teams and the groups for next summer you were saying oh Uruguay will be seeded if they make it it's, it seems a bit strange that they may not even qualify but they're still definitely going to be seeded I would expect them mm. to qualify because if they do go in the playoffs which is most likely uh, then they will face Jordan, and I would you'd fancy yeah. Uruguay. Yeah, I mean the other way they wouldn't qualify is if they lose at home to Argentina, and then what Venezuela win is it something like that? Or Venezuela already played? No, Venezuela have already played their allocated game. Oh, okay, right, okay. So that's oh, in fact, I think Uruguay are in the playoffs. They're already in. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah they're already yeah, in. Yeah, you, you do the maths. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, South America, yeah, lo- uh, lovely stuff. Good to see Colombia back in there. Uh, in the CONCACAF region, the US beat Jamaica 2-0. They've topped the group. Honduras beat Costa Rica 1-0. Costa Rica are already through, but Honduras have given themselves a great chance to go uh, straight through because Mexico uh, have scoffed and spluttered a bit in the group previously, although they did get a vital win against Panama to give themselves a tiny chance. Jimenez with a marvellous oh, overhead yeah. kick to win the game five minutes from time. Uh, Costa Rica have got a player called Rob Wallace. Rod Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get behind them next Absolutely. next summer. Yeah. Not. Well, I don't know. I, I tell you, I thought, I thought. Is this I some thought, Roger Miller situation? I thought definitely not. But I saw he's playing in MLS, so you never know. Oh, you never know. Ex Leeds yeah. and Rangers. Yeah. And Joel Campbell will be at the World Cup. That's right. Yeah. Arsenal player on loan. Yeah. Where's he on loan in Spain? Brian oh, Ruiz. Olympiacos, Brian Ruiz. Yeah. Brian Ruiz will be there, yeah. Lovely yeah. old Brian, uh, Brian Oviedo from Everton doesn't play that often, but he's he'll, yeah, he'll be there. yeah, marvelous, absolutely marvelous. Um, Paolo Wanchop as well, um, <laughs> but yeah, and Mexico. also Danny Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Ray Wallace, Jed Wallace. <laughs> they're all there. They're all there. Um, Mexico most likely going to go into a playoff with New Zealand. Um, it's gutting if you're New Zealand, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? What are the odds of that? Because normally it would be you'd play Panama or something yeah. like that, and you'd, you'd think, oh, you've got a chance. Um, but no, it's, it's fairly strong, the CONCACAF region this year. I mean, the US have got a good side. Yeah, the um, US have become a real fixture of the World Cup in the way that Mexico themselves have been over a long but, time. It would but, be very weird without them now. I think it's, mm. it's to be admired because they obviously hosted the World Cup in 94 and have really gone on. Yeah. And grown in, in with the football and and put in some good performances. I mean, the quarterfinals. Is the atmosphere in their to... game against Jamaica was brilliant. Oh yeah, it's not going to get to the point which, with what happened with Australia, where Australia moved into the Asian region. Which you, can you see United States moving into the South America? No, region? because I think the Concacaf region is more keenly contested, and also the Concacaf region's got three spots that go straight into the yeah, tournament, true, whereas yeah. the uh, Oceania region At it's half, a playoff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I think the that's Aussies... fair enough. Fair point. Fair point. Um, so yes, ah now. 
the African qualifying. We haven't forgotten it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Burkina Faso, they won 3-2 against Algeria. Is yeah. that enough, though, in the home league? It was at home. It was at home. Yeah. Park the bus. Park that bus. It was nice to see... Um, how do you pronounce this? Is it? Is it I want to say Bance. Is it Banke? The player um, who had the bleached hair. We saw him in the African Cup of Nations. I think it's Banse, isn't it? Is it Banse? Yeah. Uh, he scored the penalty to win the game. So it would be wonderful if Burkina Faso could make mm. it. And I, and, and I say that because it looks as though Ethiopia aren't. They drew... Uh, sorry, they lost at home to Nigeria 2-1. Some bizarre officiating in that game. <laughs> would you, <what'd> you say? <laughs> well, the first goal was the strangest goal yeah. I have ever seen. Did you see it, Jim? No, I Basically, didn't. Basically, a cross came over... So easy take for the keeper. Yeah, the cross came over, and the keeper took a step or two to the to the to his to his left to come and get the cross. But then the cross was a lot deeper than he thought. Yeah. So then he, it was actually going in. So he came back, took a couple of steps back, caught it. Easy, easy take. Yeah, took it at chest height. I mean, it possibly it was did. sort of in the. I went over the line. I think it did. And the ref's given it. Like, it's the sort of thing you would never see given. Mm. And there's no way the linesman could have seen it. You wouldn't see that scenario in in European football. But then. They went and scored a legitimate goal, which yeah. was over the line and cleared, and that wasn't given. Right. Was it? So, so because at one point, yeah. the black parent and the keeper slotted it, mm. it was cleared. That wasn't that clear, but to me, that looked more over the line. And he, that wasn't given. He gave a penalty to Nigeria, and then the, it was a pen, though. He was hauled down in the, in the yeah. last minute. It was a shame, actually, Nigeria 1 2 1. So, that's a shame for Ethiopia. See Tunisia nil, Cameroon nil. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was and, in Tunisia, and yeah, it was. And, and Webo for um, for Cameroon mm. missed an absolute sitter, nil nil in the away leg. I know. I don't know if away goals count or not, but anyway, it's put, you in, a strong, win, yeah. put you in a strong position. Um, I forget who it was. I might be Neto actually. Put the ball through, or put the ball across, and it's coming right across the goal. And he's at the far stick on his own. And, and the only thing I would say in his in his defence is it was a bit of a difficult height. And he got caught in between two things. He's about two yards out, mm. and he sort of ended up trying to chest it. Yeah. It just sort of dribbled wide. It was a, a shocking miss. Yeah. Really, really bad. You'd fancy Cameroon to win that, though. You'd, th- you'd think so. Yeah, you'd think um, so. Back in Cameroon, back in West Africa. Uh, the, I mean, the, the weird thing about these playoffs is that like, the, the Ethiopia Nigeria one, the, the, the second leg is like three days after. Yeah, there's a bit of a distance as well in Africa to travel. Yeah. Um, and Ivory Coast beat Senegal 3-1. Should have been about 4 or 5 nil. Uh, Ivory Coast looked good. Ghana and Egypt haven't been played at the time. No, they haven't played at the no. time of recording, so we can only report on the ones that have been played, of course. Mm. That's how... That would be a different show, wouldn't it? That, that, Reporting on how... games that hadn't been played yet. That would well, be brilliant. Probably get, probably get, more, more accurate. Would we, we get it? Bruce Grobelar in? <laughs> yeah. That was the case. Yeah. God, a vintage joke. <laughs> <laughs> Predates the show itself I, I, by re- some way. I, re- <laughs> I really hope Ivory Coast, um, they, they will surely go through. Um, and I, and oh, I should say all three goals, Javinho. Uh, Set them up. Yeah, I mean, he won the was very lively, wasn't he? He's having an amazing season. Africa's uh, messy. Jovino yeah. <laughs> did do a classic Jovino thing where he latched onto a ball, took a defender completely out of the running, then rounded the goalkeeper, took ages, yeah. and just there was a defender there and he shot it straight into him. But, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jovino. Yeah, that is, that is That's a, the Jovino we know. Did you get all nostalgic? Jim, I did, you? yeah. <laughs> if you see Jovino on the ball, the manager has to implement a system where you've always got to have a man ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. He cannot be off the shoulder. Well, I think he just, I mean, obviously he's not playing for him internationally, but he loves playing for Rudy Garcia, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And his best football's been under him. Oh, he's, he's having a great so, time. So, so confident at Roma, yeah. they're going great guns. Yeah. It's obviously translated into international yeah, yeah. football. But I really hope the Ivory Coast, when they go through to the mm. World Cup, yeah, they get they, a good they draw. They battered Senegal. They yeah, really did. I hope they get a good group because the, mm. they've qualified twice for the Cup, I think. Uh, I think it's twice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only twice. 06 and, and, and 
2010. And they were given awful groups. The kind of yeah, groups wow. for a team straight up. So Argentina, like, Holland, yeah, and then so Brazil, difficult. Portugal. And it's been a real shame because they, they are the African side who could, could really and do I, something. And I respect what Jim said, which is that you've got to beat the best. But in many ways, a lot of teams who do well in the World you've Cup got to start, build though. their way into the tournament, exactly. don't they? Oh, exactly. They, they yeah. peak at the right time. They've never given a chance to do that. Did it not happen in 2006 with Ghana, who got Brazil and they got I a very they got tough... they got the US. Yeah, got, uh, well, they went through, though. Will, uh, will Ivory Coast okay. not have a better seeding, though, having qualified for the last two? Well, I don't, yeah, no, I don't yeah. think that counts. Yeah. I think it's just the seeds. I think you've got the top eight seeds. And then it's, is it not just one from each region that goes around or something like that? Oh, that'd be good. Who knows? I think so. I thought because it was, you never get two Afri- pots. No, you never get, yeah, but the pots, are, I think it's really because you never get two African sides in the same right, group, okay. for example. Okay. So, uh, yes, uh, that is the, the, the World Cup qualifying. Done. We will, of course, talk about uh, the rest of the World Cup qualification next week when it's happened. Um, meanwhile, back in England... Let's uh, let's have a little look. See, Cardiff manager. Well, it's not England. It's just Wales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be popping yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgive is, me, uh, Marcus at footballrun.com. <laughs> Forgive the English Premier League. I should have said your favourite English county, Wales. <laughs> Stop that. I'm just saying what you said earlier. That is disrespectful. You started it. Um, and let me Anne finish. Robinson. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Cardiff City. Uh, their manager, Malky McKay, is not going to resign despite um, owner Vincent Tan being silly. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's very polite. Incredibly silly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Ian Moody, uh, Mackay's right-hand man and, and trusted... Yeah, can I just start off by saying, I didn't expect this from Vincent Tan. Did you not? No. Okay, you no. thought he would just finish... I've changed the kit colour. Yeah. Sod mm. your history. Yeah. And you thought that was it. Yeah. Yeah, well, Ian, Ian uh, Moody, who's uh, say, Mackay's trusted right-hand man, he was head of recruitment, very important in bringing in a number of players to the club and some good signings. Yeah, they, they did. Indeed. They did some really good business. Well, it's rumoured that Tan... Uh, believes that the club spent too much money, so put Moody on, on gardening leave. But he's has since left the club. That was a rumour, though. That's not been confirmed. But in the interim, uh, Tan has employed uh, 23-year-old Kazakhstani Alicia Apasaliov, uh, Mov, sorry, a uh, friend of his son. And according to reports, this chap has no previous experience in football and was brought in a few months ago to work with the club's stadium maintenance team. This is one of those rare occasions where hiring Tim Lovejoy would be better. <laughs> I'm still not even going to go that far, Jim. <laughs> I, I read that, I this read, guy's got money, remember? I read that True. he painted the dressing room. So my first question is, how good are they? Yeah. He, has he done a good job there? If he yeah. has, is it bad that he's been promoted? Did, did, he yeah, paint it with, did he paint it with a load of tactics and stuff, though? Yeah, it might have done. Who yeah. did this? Yeah. In, in all seriousness, how is... How are any of those players going to take him seriously? Yeah. Given, in all seriousness, given the situation? Jim, that dressing room better be like the Sistine fucking chapel for him to get this job. In all seriousness, it is a phrase that you shouldn't use <laughs> no. regarding this situation, I suppose, isn't it? No. Because there is none of that. No. Oh, oh. It, it's well, we'll like, like Tan lost a bet. Joe Kinnear's to, loving to a Swansea it. Fan. Yeah, who would you rather, the lad or Joe Kinnear? Yeah. Joe Kinnear's heaps <laughs> off me now, brilliant. <laughs> Judge, listen, lad. Turn to judge you want judge you on your signings. Joe, you haven't. But am I the worst head of recruitment in the league? No. I'll t- judge me on my brushstroke. No. Uh, <laughs> Tan, uh, has he been on holiday? I said, like, oh, what? Uh, that's enough, Joe. That's enough. Quickly, get him out the room. Um, Which one are you zap salami off? <laughs> <laughs> He would never pronounce that right. I don't think I did, to be fair. Yeah, or me. So leave off. Mm. (laughs) Give Joe a break. This is the closest. (laughs) This is the closest a football club has come to genuinely selling their soul to be in the Premier League. Yeah, Yeah, it's almost like yeah, it's it's almost like a a Faustian pact. Yeah, manifest. Yeah, but they're there. 
And we've got the, the first um, South Wales derby soon enough in the Premier League. Keep the faith, Cardiff tasty, fans. As a Pompey fan, I know how you feel. Keep the faith. Yeah, exactly. Keep the faith. Exactly. But they've, they've played well. They've played well. I think it's inevitable that their kit will go back to being blue at some point, is it not? So. It just seems too silly to carry on. Yeah. Uh, staying in... Uh, no, moving back to England. <laughs> yeah. oh dear, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> Portsmouth, Luke. Portsmouth. I thought you were going to talk about Edgar Davids. We'll work our way down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not far to go after Portsmouth. Um, yeah, they drew one all against Plymouth. Jed Wallace, who's already got a mention on the show. One of my favourite Wallace brother. Is that Jed right? Wallace, yeah. 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 He scored another, got another nice goal. Apparently been linked with Stoke today. Bit annoying. But um, he's not a finished article yet, but he's been in good form. And Portsmouth got a good uh, good one-all draw away at Plymouth in the Dockyard Derby. Dockyard I've never Derby. heard it called that before until no. Saturday. So That's I might have made that up. FL72. Yeah, FL72 Dockyard Derby. Yeah, what? <laughs> Plymouth versus Portsmouth. <laughs> what? Say what you mean. <laughs> if someone said to you... No one will understand what you mean if you I don't, I don't you know where I am. Before, <laughs> before this season, if someone said to you, did you watch the Dockyard Derby in FL72? Yeah. You wouldn't know what the sport. I think it's a sort of computer program or something. <laughs> Code name for a computer bit of software or something. Is this like cheese rolling or something? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> FL72. No, I'm only on Facebook, mate. Uh, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into photography. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, come on then. Edgar Davids. What's yeah. he done? Big What's Edgar. He done? Big Edgar. He Pick, played. Pick, uh, Barnett versus Wrexham. Mm. Big Edgar. Picked himself in the, in the middle of the park. Captain. Number Whose defence was he? Like, centre-back? Oh, was he centre-back? Yeah. I can't remember. One, one, number one on his back. That's mm. the most important but point. Yeah, yeah. And at uh, one point... Um, Barnet were one nil up. Yeah, um, cruising. I don't know about that. But they, they were winning. They were winning. And uh, Barnet had a free kick given against them. Wrexham got a free kick, and it was quite late on in the game. So Bar- <laughs> Davidge picked up the ball, and he wants to hold on to it. And Stephen Wright, who I think might be ex-Liverpool, name certainly rings a bell. Playing for Wrexham, he does. Yeah, goes over to try and grab the ball, and there's a bit of a tussle. And in the tussle, David slings a massive elbow, smacks the guy clear in the face. And I've read subsequently, apparently he's going to have to have a skin graft. Yeah. He's got a hole wow. in his lip. It's so a bad one. Yeah, and then David's got his uh, got his marching orders for that. Um, it all kicked off, massively kicked off. Um, another Wrexham player sticks a massive late knee high challenging late on. Oh yeah, Wrexham score. Wrexham score. I'm not sure. From, I'm not sure it's exactly from the subsequent free mm. kick, but very soon after they score, so it's one all. Then Wrexham get a player sent off, and then um, because it was covered on BT Sport, and there was like a three or four minute interview with Davids afterwards, who was the manager as well, don't yeah. forget. And he starts talking about how he shouldn't have lost his temper. And I end up watching the interview, just starting to feel a little bit sad, thinking, "What are you doing here?" This, I mean, I like Edgar Davids and stuff, and his career has been amazing, but this is essentially like an ego exercise for him. Yeah. And are you telling me that he couldn't get a coaching role in like at Juve or Ajax or something like that? Well, of course look, look he the, You say Blinton, Clivert, yeah. and all these people. So I just don't know Berkeley. why he's doing it. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't know how popular he is amongst Bayern fans. I wouldn't like to, you know, to, to, we'll get in to touch speak on behalf of them. But I, it just seems to me that this is a classic example of a player being bigger than the club. Well, he, th- he thinks he's still, he can still play, and he mm. probably can, to be fair. And you've got to remember, it must be so hard giving the game up. But he had but done he for a couple of years. He can go into coaching. Is... He can go into coaching and stuff like that if he wants. He, he can, can get involved in the training ground every day at any club he wants. for the ramble. He, well, he could turn I up. I don't know. Any... He sounds like a liability. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's a good idea. I mean, personality issues potentially aside, <laughs> in terms of experience and raw ability, I mean, you could argue that he could go into any club. He could turn up at Arsenal. You can tell him he couldn't give him a bit of advice. Couldn't do well for them. Of course yeah. he could. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. It just it's, to me, it seems like he's just trying to fuel his massive ego, yeah. and it's to the det- detriment of Barnett as a club. I think yeah doesn't make any sense this doesn't make any sense ladies and gentlemen the next what this piece, whole show we're going, yeah the football <laughs> ramble yeah um we're going to go to bulgaria where levski sofia fans 
interrupted a press conference where the club was unveiling their new manager, Petev. Now, Petev seems like a good choice. As in a previous role, he won back-to-back titles. He's only 38, so a very good young manager. However, Levski fans say he's a, as a supporter of, a, of their rival team, CSK Sofia. So during the press conference, they barged in there and actually removed the shirt off Have you seen back. the video of it? Yeah, I have. They're just the worst kind of football thugs. Didn't they well. walk they him just, out as well? After yeah. yeah, just... just it, oh. Very strange. It was horrible. It's horrendous, really isn't it? Horrible. I've never seen anything like that. I don't think. Mm. Apart from the time when it was Ramble seemed, fans it seemed tried really, to really <laughs> threatening. When the press conference started, these two guys just walked it? across the stage, and there was there was a clear tension. Something yeah. odd was about to happen, and it was just so threatening and so nasty. Mm. Horrible. Horrible scene. Um, but we're not done um, with uh, Eastern, Eastern European nonsense. Yeah, um, Bulgaria, Eastern, yeah. Uh, near enough. Uh, but Romania is, and, uh, and footballers have been doing silly things on nights out. Which we talked about last we week. We talked mm. about last week. Um, Daniel Pantu of uh, Rapid Bucharest was out with former West Brom man Gabriel Tamas. Tamas, did, uh, he had a little bit of previous in England, I think, or something. There was You just said a former West Ham man. West Brom. No, but I think he did some funny things in England. I can't quite remember. But anyway. Oh, you mean like, like comedy stuff? Yeah, yeah, about. I think so. But um, but he, he was out he with... He played for West Brom, did he? Not West Ham. Yeah, I said West Brom. Yeah, oh, he... did you? Sorry, I've, I've, I've misheard you. Sorry. Um, uh, he wanted to show Pantu how he used to win headers in England. Now, this was when they were on a night out. This is what few... you used to do to me. We used to walk over for the ramble. We try and jump up against me and win yeah. headers against me. Yeah, one everyone. Well, that's not true. Well, yeah. he was deciding when the ball was, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he <laughs> was. And he was in the back of the net. And he also wouldn't tell me when he was doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pleased to report no one went yeah, to hospital because, because of it. Well, do I tap the defender on the shoulder and go, I'm doing it now? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Tavas was showing Pantu a night out. Obviously had a couple of dreams going, oh, when I was in England, this is how he used to win headers. And as he did it, he smashed it a pantry in the face with an elbow, hospitalised him. Disappointing. Football was yeah. nice. But the best thing about this was when, oh, the best thing, you know, Tamas's father, Joseph, said, um, reacting to the incident, Gabby likes to drink. I've hired a bodyguard to go out with him to, sco- to stop him causing nonsense. <laughs> how bad does that Your dad has to hire yep. a bodyguard for you. Yeah, oh. but the idea is that the bodyguard is protecting other people from your idiocy. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> from that's your got son. to be a first. But Jim, the alternative is to hire a bodyguard for every other person on the planet. <laughs> so this is definitely the cheapest way. Yeah, his father, Joseph. Joseph Tamas, no. Knows his onions. Yeah, mm. he does. And with that, we, we, we knows finish. his onions. We do a we finish uh, the main <laughs> bit of the show, and we move on to correspondence. Pete's not here. There's no Pete's game. That's how it works. No, there's no Pete's game this week because um, yeah, it's, it's Pete's. I've, ex- I've explained. Yeah, oh, cheers. Um, so yeah, question of the week this week. So maybe you two. Uh huh. I'm conscious we need to fill a bit of time here, chaps. We don't know Pete's game. So so chip to chip in. <laughs> um, uh, the question of the week this week was selecting and it's a bit of a throwback to the opening question actually okay. inviting the listeners in getting them involved All right. selecting Andros Townsend against Montenegro was a gamble what's your biggest footballing gamble did it pay off that was the question All Right. so have a little think if you want Alex Biagini comes straight in on the Facebook with a beauty he says I gambled to kick away a ball going out for a corner when I was playing once so we'd only concede a throw in you can mm-hmm. imagine not breaking his neck yeah. mm. save it get a throw in I tripped on the ball oh, no. broke my wrist the ball still went out for a corner they scored from the corner <laughs> oh, no. my gamble did not pay off oh dear yeah. uh, Josh comes in on the Twitter and Rather bizarrely, he says, I backed Andros Townsend to score the fourth goal in the Montenegro game because he told me to. And yes, it did pay off. Well, he scored the third, not the fourth, so yep. it didn't pay off. Uh-huh. Um, Patrick Wolf with a very reassuring... Uh, Patrick Wolf. 
Uh, Patrick Wolfman, actually. Patrick, wait, it's sort of, yeah, a bit confusing. He says, I rolled my ankle when I was playing, heard a pop, kept on, carried on. It was fine. Everyone now can feel safe doing it. You're all welcome. <laughs> that is not official medical advice. No. Okay? I would like to distance myself from It's that. a gamble, as yeah. the question says. Uh, getting Van der Maeder on my Everton shirt. He then left his wife, developed a drug problem and played 20 games over four years. Oh dear. Mm. Yeah. Not sure that's completely legally true, so I'd like to distance myself from that one as well. <laughs> Andrew Cook says, I've had 50 pounds on David Nugent to be England's all-time leading scorer. <laughs> I'm still waiting to find still out. Still time. Yeah, still, still do it. Time. You can still do it. Yeah. Um, let's have a look. What else have we got here? Uh, Chris Simpson, I turned up to the 2010 Europa League final to cheer on my beloved Fulham, knowing that if I, did, if I didn't have a hotel room booked, I'd get a match ticket the day before, and if we won, I wouldn't need one. And what better way to show my confidence in the lads than presume it'll all be fine. Yeah. As Forlan rolled home the winner in the last minute of extra time, I knew I was homeless in Hamburg for the night. <laughs> Only the sounds of delirious Atletico fans kept me company. Oh. That is a gamble that did not pay off. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys? You, oh, we had final one from Andrew Moore on Facebook. I gambled on listening to the football ramble. The jury's still out. <laughs> That'd be all fair. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. That's it from the correspondence. You guys got anything? I don't think so. My, my own football days are so far in the past that um, I can't think of anything. No, fair enough. Yeah. I think that's it, really, Luke. You're not really a gambling man, are you, mate? Not really. No. Oh, well, pound bet. Oh, yeah. yeah when well, I had Dennis a pound Weiss. bet on Dennis Rice score the first goal for Millwall in the FA Cup against Manchester United and Millwall to win 2-1. Never has a losing bet gained so much publicity. <laughs> yeah, you look, you, even now you seem strangely proud of it. Almost yeah. like it, it, To the point where I questioned, that, that didn't happen, did it? Even if it won, I still wouldn't want to be hearing about it now. <laughs> no. It was ages ago. It didn't even win. So proud of it. Yeah. He's almost like an anti-betting campaign. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the Football Ramble uh, for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get in contact, the email address is show at the Football Ramble com the twitter is at football ramble of course the website is the footballramble.com lots of lovely things going on there uh, don't forget to go to absoluteradio.co.uk for chelt coverage live of chelsea v cardiff this weekend marvelous stuff mm. um that's it isn't it uh, we'll say goodbye luke goodbye say goodbye jim goodbye goodbye from me and pete will be back next week is he back next week well, let's think, hope so i think he is mm. see you then <laughs> Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Benners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. <laughs>